What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Casey, and we are discussing The Walking Dead World Beyond Season 2, Episode 2, and the title of the episode is Foothold. So we pick up in this episode where we left off with the last. Iris has just committed murder for the first time. She kills a CRM soldier. So at the beginning of the episode, I think it's kind of hitting her that, oh my God, I just killed a man. And she's about to stab him in the head so he won't turn and Felix finds her. You know, he's like, are you okay? He's checking her over. And she was like, he was going to find me. And Felix is looking down like, the hell? right like what did i just walk upon but they can't really do too much right now because there are crm military in the forest i don't think they ever made it clear who they were looking for i think they were looking for will but they're kind of off from the perimeter so i don't know if they were just monitoring the forest if they were looking for walkers for their experiments i don't know what's going on with them why are they in the woods I thought they was looking for a dude because he didn't like check in on his radio. Yeah, but why was dude there in the first place? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So they have to try to scramble to find a way to evade the CRM as well as hide this body of this person they just killed. And it's just, they got walkers coming at them. Iris is having to look this guy in the face. And I'm just like, okay, we're going to start off this way. Like Iris is fully she's fully in now she has committed murder kill a killer girl let me tell you iris even in this first episode she is so different from the person we met Mm. at the beginning of last season she's just completely different i feel like she and hope have kind of traded places you know because iris is now more and i won't even i won't even say that hope was militant in that sense But she was the one that was more skeptical of the CRM. She was the one that was the rebel. She was the one that didn't fall into line, didn't want to do what she was told. And now Iris is that way. Right. But we'll get into that. So Hope is back in a facility that has running water. And she's (laughs) in a hot shower. And she's with her dad. She did finally reunite with her dad. But... um, Daddy has a girlfriend that he's trying to, I guess you could say, trying to hide for now. Not, I won't say hide. It's just like, okay, you know what? I just got my daughter back after not seeing her for a few months. We kind of mm. need to take this slow. But of course, you didn't erase the evidence about your girlfriend from your bathroom. You got toothbrushes there. You got other stuff there. I don't know. It's so weird because looking at the beginning of this episode, Iris notwithstanding it just seems so domestic at first because you've got Leo and you've got um I forgot what the girlfriend's name is I'll think of it in a minute but you've got those two they're being domestic and Hope is doing what normal kids do in movies you know you're snooping in your dad's bathroom and you're looking for you know what's going on you find the earrings and you see the toothbrush and it's kind of like oh wait a minute so we've been sitting here worried about him he got him a booth thing. He caking. He we out in the world trying to do what we do, trying to make it to you to save you. Right. And you up here chilling. Well, he didn't know. Dr. Loves. 
know what we call her Dr. Love. I don't know if that's what I want to call her after we, you know, thinking about yeah. what we thought about her from last season. Like, you're doing experiments on your former colleague. I still want to know, okay, so how did this doctor get from one side of the laboratory to the other side of the laboratory? Like, what did he do in order for them to kill? Because you know they killed him. You know they killed okay. him. I was going to say, maybe he just got sick and died. <laughs> I wish I could see the look on my face Don't right that now. Face at me. <laughs> he ain't got sick and died. He got sick and killed. That's what it was. They probably infected him with something. Who knows? True. But true. I am very curious about what her, like, what is she there to do? I know she's there. I know that they are all there. They're supposed to be finding a cure and everything, but I, I don't know. Something about the way when we when we see those little glimpses of her and she's either looking at the walkers or, you know, she's talking, she's making her little reports or whatever. She seems so detached. Don't you think? Like she sits there and she looks at the walkers and she's just kind of mechanical to me. Probably because they've been over there researching them for so long that at this point, that's like us when we go to work. You've been doing it for so long, you go to work and it's just like, no matter what's going on, you like, you know, whatever, whatever. And she's probably been doing that long enough. And plus you already see she's already like a, what's the word I want to use? Because she's a, she's a, I won't call her a spy, but like she's been planted to deal with Iris's dad. So she already has a, you know, this sinister and 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 sneaky persona, right? As you could say, because you know, for people who are undercover, you have to be one way, and then when you undercover, you have to be another. So she's probably always the way that she is with the walkers. That's probably who she is. But just like uh, Colonel, I can't think of what the hell her name is, told Public. her when she was like, oh. He- when he was getting antsy or whatever, she was like, uh, ain't that your job to make sure he's straight? Like, Girl, when she said I'm, that. Oh, 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 I was like, oh. I was like, okay, so 10 years removed from a zombie apocalypse, we still planting people to go pussy whip somebody into submission. Is that what right. we're doing? Right, right. And clearly, that was supposed to make him forget about his kids and blah, 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 blah. No, boo. When you she ain't... said that, I was like, hold up. Isn't yeah, that some shit right? a man supposed to say? Like, what? in the apocalypse. <laughs> Girl. Living in the apocalypse. Let's go. I need to start a, a, a brothel. <laughs> go, go seduce him. We need information for him. We need him to do what we want. So go and pop it on him one good time. You know what? Mm-mm. <laughs> well, that's essentially what they're doing. Though. They're trying to make, use her and her wiles to keep him, you know. Focused. Oh, this trick in the book. Can't y'all, can't y'all well, do clearly, something different? Ugh. Clearly it's working a little bit, though. It's right. working a little bit. The oldest <laughs> trick still works. I guess. Yeah, so... <laughs> <sighs> I just tell you. And the more so things stupid. change. Look, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And they so gullible and like dumb. Like we 
it's I guess it takes another woman to see it. Like, really? You falling for the oh okay, you falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Okay. <laughs> I tell you. But carry on, I'm sorry. I, I'm off my, <laughs> I, I'm, I done went all off the line. I'm off my tangent. Okay. So anyway, after Iris's little excursion in the forest, she, Felix, and Will are trying to, I guess they're trying to find quote unquote an empty. It sounds so weird saying that, but they're trying to find <laughs> they're trying to find a walker that can kind of sort of fit Will's description. Mm-hmm. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it seem like Will died. And I think the plan is that they're going to make it seem like that soldier found Will. They got into a fight and injured each other enough that they killed each other. So while they're doing this, as they're, you know, getting ready to like capture or kill these empties, Iris comes face to face with one and she has one of those, um, not necessarily visions, but it's, it's kind of one of those things where she's looking at the walker and the walker takes his face off and it's the CRM. So she's like hyper-focused on the CRM. And she starts to have a conversation with the two of them about it. Cause she's like, yeah, I don't think it was the empties that overran Omaha and the campus colony. I think the CRM did it. And so that starts the conversation where she, you know, we know that Iris is on the right track. Right. They don't. Will is kind of, I guess he's a little bit in the middle because he, I mean, he's on the, he's on the run from them, you right. know, because he started asking too many questions too many. Mm-hmm. and Felix is, I don't want to say naive, but I think he's kind of um, naive. No, I don't even, I don't even want to say that it's naive. I think he doesn't want to face the possibility that that's what happened. You know that they actually. Um, I mean, but he should because on, at, at this point, I'm thinking he should only because wasn't Huck like his best friend? And come to find out, your best friend is a spy. So your 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 thinking ain't very clear because you didn't even know this whole time that this was who this was. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it, it, to me, in his mind, he like. He want to find a hook and figure out like for real for what 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 the hell was going on to dissuade this illusion that the crm is something other than what they re- what we know that they really are mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah because even though he's listening to will and stuff parts of me still thinks that he's you know kind of skeptical like nah they wouldn't do that you know he still has that in him a little bit like why would they do this why like he won't answer more than anything probably yeah yeah but even still you you ain't gonna get the truth out no spy no even if you do talk to huck and, and get and you ain't getting the truth out no spy that's that's their whole job you're not getting the, the truth out of any of the the crm people i mean no. that's one of the reasons why will is on the run now because he kept asking questions about omaha and they're like okay you know what this dude knows we got to go ahead and kill him so that's why he's on the run now but i think with felix too yes it is i guess a little bit of naivete but also i really think it's just him not wanting to face the fact that okay like you said the person who you thought was your best friend was a spy betrayed you and that she possibly may be a part of the bigger picture because at this point they don't know as far as 
Omaha and the campus colony, they don't know who set that up. They don't know how widespread it is because think about, we are talking about the military and you know that when it comes to those types of operations, the person in the left pocket doesn't know what the person in the right pocket is doing. So Huck could have been part of that. She could have not been. And, you know, based on what we saw in the first episode, I don't think she knew that that was going to happen because when her mother mentioned it, she looked genuinely shocked. And like I said, in the last episode, I really feel like Huck is in that position where she's caught between a rock and a hard place because, Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about her past where she killed some, some members of her military instead of doing what she was supposed to do and killing civilians. And mm-hmm. then her mother is the person that's in charge of this place. So she had to do whatever she had to do to get back in her mother's good graces and possibly not be killed for whatever it was that she did. Right. But I, I don't know. I just, when you look at Huck and you see her talking, it's kind of like she's trying to, I don't want to say she's trying to play both sides, but she's trying to keep herself neutral And figure out, okay, which way is the wind going to shift? Like, do I stay loyal over here to my mother and this CRM that kind of made me the person who I am? Or do I keep my loyalty over here with the people that I've actually developed feelings for that I care about? Even though I did them wrong, I still don't want them harmed. I think she's just kind of, she's just kind of in there. Yeah, I think she realizes that her mom ain't who she thinks her mom is. Like, you know what I mean? Because even when they were, like, last, last episode, when they, when they were on the rooftop and they were talking, mm-hmm. you know, she started to, you could tell by looking at her face that she realized some things from her mother that are, like, more boss than mother. Right. You know, more superior than your mother. You know, all the tests and trying to see what you're going to do and, I mean... Because us as parents, you ain't going to do that to your kids. Yeah, I mean, you generally know your kids, but she's trying to see where her loyalty lies. Mm-hmm. Not as a mother, as a, as a leader. Because I guess if you're the leader and your daughter now descends, what does that say about your leadership? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah. And then as far as they go, you know, Leo actually goes to see Elizabeth you know, to kind of talk about some things because I'm guessing he has found out that, okay, so, you know, through talking with Hope, okay, so the whole reason why we decided to come and find you was because we got your letters. What letters? Oh, you sent us messages telling us this, that, and the other. No, I didn't. And then, of course, they're going to figure out that, oh, y'all were manipulated to come, which we've already kind of figured out. But- when he goes to see Elizabeth and he's talking about that, you know, she's still trying to be the diplomat. She's like, yeah, I know your daughter's journey must have been a shock to you. And he was like, you manipulated them to travel over a thousand miles out there in the world, unprotected and alone, you know, except for one soldier. And she's like, Staff Sergeant Malik is more than capable of handling any threat that comes the way. He was like, yeah, that's how much my daughter's uh, lives meant t- to you. You you sent just one soldier. And then that's what she tells him. She's like, um, yeah, so about that soldier, she means more to me than all one, you know, than one million of my soldiers because that is my daughter. And Leo's looking at her like, oh, bitch. <laughs> right. 
the double whammy. Like, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> and it's so funny because Leo goes in and he tries to pull this, you know, this tough, I don't know, this tough attitude. He was like, look, you're going to go find my other daughter and you're going to find, you know, Felix. And if you don't, you know, you need to find them tonight. And if you don't, I'm going to stop working for them. She's like, you ain't working for me. You're working for the good of the civil republic. And if you're not working for us, you're not going to work at all, basically. You know, that that sort of thing. It's like an underlying threat. And again, the thing with Elizabeth is I understand what she's trying to do. Or I can't even say just her. Remember, there is a, uh, what is it, Major General Bill that's above her. So she's doing whatever he's telling her to do. And I know that they're they're trying to, quote unquote, rebuild the world, keep everybody safe. And I get that. And, you know, I even understand a little bit of her motivations about letting Hope be on her own for that one night. And the reason why she lured them out of there, or rather Hope, because again, Hope was the goal, not Iris. But, you know, she needed them to see what the world was like out there so that they would know what they're fighting for. I get that I really do but something about her still just you know I just feel like there's a lot more that she's not telling us I'm still thinking yeah I'm still thinking that the guy who came out of Omaha the way he looked they were doing some experiments they had to have been Mm, I wasn't feeling experiments I was feeling murdery well I mean they (laughs) I mean technically speaking experiments equal murder at some point because not all of your test subjects are going to make it let's just be honest (laughs) i mean that could have been what happened with that doctor uh not dr bennett the other the other doctor guy maybe i don't know maybe he got exposed to something they were like oh okay well we're gonna put you in here and see what happens and it just didn't take a great turn and he ended up dead and they were like oh well while he's here let's just go ahead and study him doesn't matter that you used to work side by side with him you can let go of that and just you know treat him like a guinea pig it it's not like he was your boyfriend or anything well that that's true but uh well i mean we don't know they might have been together right we we don't know I just think it's, you know, you were talking about it earlier as far as her maybe being kind of immune to dealing with that. Like Mm. you said, you were like, yeah, you know, we've been doing our jobs for so long that when we go in, it's just automatic. We push paper. She is experimenting on humans and reanimated humans. They are not the same. I'm I'm just saying. They are not (laughs) the same. Get close though. Mm. And then, of course, she, oh, Lila, that's her name, Lila. And then, of course, she approaches Hope in the courtyard and does the whole song and dance. And she, and she's like, oh, I want to take you on a tour. And I was like, Hope, don't do it. But of course, Hope is trying to get some information, too, because I think Hope is optimistic about what they're doing there, especially after the tour and she sees what they're doing. But she's still like, I don't know how I feel about this place. Mm-mm. Hope is not stupid. Hope knows it's some bullshit going on. 
Like, I think once, like, the end of season one, when Hook kind of put all her cards on the table, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of blew the illusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For not only just Hope, but for everybody else who got left behind. Because it's like, we were thinking one thing, but you're clearly showing us that it's something else. So for Iris, when she's on the college, you know, in the campus, and she's like, scoping everything out she's trying to see what's going on you mean hope like she's like i mean that's what I, that's what i meant she's like uh y'all don't fool me once you ain't gonna fool me right again. so yeah oh because you saw when the lady came up to talk to her she was scoping out trying to see where the security guard was mm-hmm. going and you know all that so then she when she was like oh let's go on the tour and she's like okay yeah some more things that i could see where to go and what's going on because you see when once she saw the places that said um restricted area you can't go okay now i want to go of course there. now that's where that's I'm what going. you do with the restricted area they tell you not to go you go but you know i'm i'm sitting here watching it in the background and at that point where lila introduces herself and hope shakes her hand did you notice that they focused on she has a small crm tattoo on her hand yes and i was like hmm wonder what what does that mean i wonder if that's something like I, I don't know. You you know, I'm, I'm talking about them doing experiments and stuff like that. I wonder if mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it identifies their people from, you know, just random people, mm-hmm. you know, like if something were to happen, I don't, I don't know that I feel, I don't feel like she gets out much. They probably don't let any of the scientists out much, but just in right. case something happened, they would probably need a way to identify them, you know? True. So no, that's true. Because again, they could be, you know, as far as experiments, they could be testing some kind of uh, chemical cure, you know, or some kind of injectable or some kind of pill or something. And maybe they mark how, how the people re- react to it. I mean, think about it. They keep talking about these A people, B people like, okay, so what's the difference? Like why the designation? Right. What are maybe the A people got a tattoo? I mean, a B people. Yeah, or something like that. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the different ways this could play as far as what Lila's real, what her real goal is, and I, I don't know. Clearly, everybody here has an ulterior motive. Oh, of course. Like that's just period. We don't know what the grand i mean we'll find out before the end of the series but for now we don't know what this grand scheme is and i'm sure more and more is going to unfold but in the meantime trying to figure it out is like that's what everybody's trying to do because right. even though uh their dad is like on the inside you see he still don't know what's going on because he said he didn't even know his daughter's that you know, bamboozled into leaving they, where they live, trying to come to him. Right. So now even he, as being a person who's on the inside, so to say, is finding out, oh, okay, y'all ain't on the up and up. Y'all ain't doing what y'all, you know, are giving the illusion that is happening here. So it's some fishy shit going on. Right. So They're not keeping all of their eggs in one basket. That part. So, so it's gonna come out. Like, it has to come out. But it's like the the veil is being ripped away to everybody who thought that this 
you know, when you think you have this perfect society and this perfect place, and when you start peeling back layers, you see, oh, we can't leave here if we want to just voluntarily leave. Oh, we can't, you know, just have free will to do what we want to do. You, you start, you, you, and they give you the illusion of free will, mm-hmm. but you can't go where you want to go. Mm-mm. You can't do what you want to do. You can't, you know, just be a free person. Oh, let me hop outside the gate today. You know, no, there's none of that but they try to give you all these comforts to keep you sheepish i guess is the word you know keep you as sheep keep you you know where you're content with oh i gave you a little thing that you like books and and showers and you know right all of these comforts to keep you content but behind all of that comfort is some bullshit <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i was thinking it's similar to the main show with Yumiko's brother. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why he didn't want to be a or he didn't want to let them know in the Commonwealth that he was a doctor. He was a doctor. And you mm-hmm. see what happened the moment that they found out. They mm-hmm. took him. Mm-hmm. You know, and unfortunately, Yumiko had a part to play in that unknowingly because she didn't know, you know, that that was what her brother wanted. And, you know, she still doesn't know why, like, okay, so what's the big deal about him being a doctor? Because he probably would be treated like the scientists in the show. He wouldn't be mm-hmm. free. He would always be on call or he would, you know, it's just, he, he might be, you know, asked to do some unethical things in the name right. of science and in the name of fixing what's broken. I mean, think about it. In in their world, they're in 2023. They're like 10 years post-apocalypse or at least one of the shows is is 13 years post-apocalypse. Like um do ethics and medicine still exist now? Do you guys still follow those oaths that you take when you become a doctor, right. the Hipp- Hippocratic oath, you know, or is this something like okay, the ends justify the means. And I really feel like that's a common theme throughout that show and this one. The ends justify the means. We can sacrifice one if we're going to save the many. But that's even on fear. Because remember when uh Victor was a doctor at the hotel? Well, you ain't been no doctor, but you the doctor. So you can get a, you know, perks of the good sweets and, and what? You know what? <laughs> We will not talk about Victor because you are not you are not caught up on Fear the Walking Dead. Victor is um, okay. 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 But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I yes, do. They they have all used that right, you know, that that line of mm-hmm. you know, what's what? Right. What do I have to do? What can I do to make sure I survive? Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And everybody trying to survive. And whatever sneaky backhanded whatever way that it's going to take for them to make sure that they and who they need to survive survive so mm-hmm. if apocalypse coming i better start reading some books or some because i might not make it <laughs> girl and not only survive they you know some of them are looking to thrive like yep. they want to go back to the way things are in certain cases like of course victor strand was one of those in fear the walking dead you know he was a man who was apparently well off and he liked his creature comforts. And, you know, mm-hmm. even though his character takes some twists and turns throughout his journey, but that's always been the motivation for him. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't want to be out here struggling. 
Mm-hmm. I want to be laid up but, in some mansion. But the and, difference with mm-hmm. Victor is he was very clear about that. Oh, yeah, he never definitely. Did. He never, he wasn't sneaky about it. No. He was out front. Oh, this is what it is. Yeah, definitely. That, 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 that's the one thing that Victor has that everybody else don't. He don't, hey, this this what's about to happen. He's very you know? point blank. He's very point blank with what he That's wants it. and what he will do to get what he wants. And then when people are looking at him like Victor, he's like, why are y'all looking at me like y'all didn't know? I just said y'all did this, but it was. Right. So anyway, moving on from the CRM for right now, we get to see some Silas in this episode. Finally. Girl. Like, where, where was he at? Because I sure was wondering. Well, we know where he is now. He is at a I don't know what they call what do they call it some kind of way station and they basically they use music to lure these really really gross and gummy walkers those walkers were disgusting yeah and they kill them and they dispose of them so I guess they're trying to clear the area of all the walkers which I get which is good but again something about those walkers is real yeah I don't know grimy right slimy because and the then way- when they was like busting their head open i was like what the- right like what does that <laughs> just what newfangled weapon is this just ew yeah that was gross but, but i you know they have to find a new uh, new and better ways to make sure the walkers are grosser and creepier and keep evolving from the standard lady in the park with the bike you know <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I just watched that episode again um, (laughs) on Halloween. Yeah, because that was the anniversary of the premiere of The Walking Dead. So I was like, oh, let me go back and watch this episode. And I was like, oh my God, look at these baby faces. They were so young. Wasn't they? But the funny thing is, um, Lenny James, Morgan, Morgan hasn't changed much. The exact same. Exact same. Like, have you aged at all? Right, like you look I just don't crack though it don't it don't it don't it don't so yeah he even when the end and he on season 700 he gonna look the exact same <laughs> you said season 700 <laughs> or whatever variation of this show they have at that point right so yeah so silas is at this place he's got there's some other young men there who apparently have been there for a while and there's another older guy who's kind of in charge of them and like i said i guess their job is to kind of eliminate some of the walkers or at least the more dangerous walkers because i'm sorry if you stab a walker in the head and their head just breaks open like that something ain't right about them at first i thought they were shooting them Mm -hmm. but then wasn't nothing coming out you know no bullets i mean when i say right was coming out so I was like, what the hell? I can't remember if they mentioned where those walkers were coming from and why they were the way that they were. And did you notice some of the walkers had like, I guess, trackers on? When they were in the cages, like when they were walking down this corridor? Yes. Yeah, I, you know. I don't, yeah, no, it's, it's just a spike with a little tw- like twisty spikes on the side. Okay, so it just, but the, even so, I'm looking at Silas pull one of the walkers now. I'm like, there's something about these things. Something's not right about these walkers. They look, I, I don't know. But again, we're talking about the CRM. 
I have said, and I will stand by the fact that I think they are experimenting on people there. And it's so weird because, okay, so one of the guys is telling Silas because he's like, okay, so what do we do here? And he says, we lure them with the music, we kill them, and then we clean them up. And he's like, um, so where are these body parts going? Like, what are y'all doing? He says, so where do the parts go? And then Silas is looking around. He's like, the resort in the Cayman Islands, I guess is what they call them. He's like, um, we take them off site. We got trucks. So again, I, I'm guessing that their job is to clear the majority of the walkers so that everybody else is safe. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, why else would they be doing such a big job like that? And, and that's probably to keep them away from both the CRM. Because, oh, yeah, because yeah, even when they were looking for walkers, they had to, uh, like, go when they were looking for the walker to be Felix and the guard. Mm-hmm. They had to go out to find them. So maybe they're luring them so that they stay away from, you know, CRM. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, you know. So that they don't have to go out and, and kill or you know right kill them and probably so that the people of the town don't have to see them you know yeah because like, uh, one of the things that dennis says he says that this was the first operation of its kind and he says now there are six others spread across the state only bigger stadiums arenas all operated by trained military personnel all playing a role in an experiment in mass culling and if the modeling's right we can clear out the state while the measures keep more from coming in and we can gain a foothold. So I guess, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're trying to, and he says, we can start to bring back this place with clean energy, agriculture, commerce. So yeah, I guess that's what their purpose is. Just try to clear all the walkers out of the state so that they can, I guess, start over to thrive, I guess, in a sense, similar to what we see with the commonwealth because we know the commonwealth started as a really really small neighborhood and then they've expanded to the point where they have fifty thousand people and they have walls we know the crm has walls you know we know that they have two hundred thousand people you you have to have walls just in the same way that omaha had walls you know they had a way to I know the walls didn't work, but the walls didn't work, not because of the walkers, but the walls didn't work because of Elizabeth and her crew. So yeah, we won't, it, mm, won't even go there. But if you think about what they're doing, if they can clear a state like that and train other people to do what they're doing, they can probably start getting rid of all of the walkers and make it safe for people to live without having to be in fear all the time and then at the same time they have the scientists working on whatever the cure is so that those two things are working in tandem so again I get a lot of what the CRM is trying to do I do I just feel some kind of way about the fact that they are being really really sneaky about it that part Because, I mean, there's a way to get people to do what you want without being all sneaky and shit. Well, see, okay, so now that you bring that up, so after Dennis explains all of this to Silas, he has one of the walkers in his truck, he gets in the truck, he pulls out a picture from the visor, and it's him and Huck. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, the plot thickens. 
So this is like a boyfriend or a husband. And I don't know. After I saw the picture, I kind of got the feeling that re-watching his conversation with Silas, mm-hmm. he's not there because he wants to be. I feel like he's there because of punishment. And it has something to do with Huck. And that probably also has something to do with why Huck had to do the things that she had to do. So I'm like, oh, this is this is getting interesting now. Because yes. now, you know, we're going to start to see another part of Huck's character and probably find out a little bit more about how she came to be in the campus colony, what she had to do, why she had to do. And I have a feeling it probably has something to do with him. So, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I just think it's interesting because before, like, I remember the very first episode of the show when she and Felix were walking and talking before I realized that Felix was gay because it was before he ever mentioned Will, the way that they interacted with each other, I was kind of like, okay, do they like it? It was like one of those weird things like, okay, they either like each other or they're just really, really, really close. And then of course we find out that Felix has Will and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But it's just the way, I, I don't know. Huck is still, I think- even though we think we know about Huck, I think Huck is still very much a mystery. And now that we find out that she has this dude, I'm just like, okay. So now I need to figure out what's going on with Huck, what her true story is. Because again, I she did some evil stuff, yes. But I think there's more to her story than just her being a spy for her mother. Because again, I really feel like she cares for Felix. She cares for the girls and that even though she did what she had to do, I don't think it was something she wanted to do. I think, I, I think she, I, I don't know. Something tells me that her character is not what we see. And I mean, that will be true to her character because she's a spy. She's not supposed to be what she seems, right? Right now she getting on my damn <laughs> I know it'll get better, but she is getting on my damn nerve. Yeah, it'll get better. She better. Because like, better. especially when you first, but you, you, even when we first met her season one, when she left and went off by herself, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we should have known something was up then. Mm-hmm. I mean, we as viewers did, but, you know, but I, I it's weird to me because like, when you know somebody and you're close with like like your best friend or whatever mm-hmm. um i'm just the type of person my best friend is like oh i'm gonna just go off by myself i'm like no that's where we going you know that's just me right so it, but it, we gotta remember it, felix was hurt at that point i think his foot was already hurt at that point and she went though. out to yeah i still though think about you and your best friend just think about you and your best friend. Yeah. If y'all, if we're we in the middle of a fucking apocalypse, it's the end of the world. Bitch, I'm not letting you go nowhere by yourself. Well, yeah, this is true. This, this is very I mean? true. No mm-hmm. matter how capable you are, no matter how long you've been in the military, how long your training, blah, 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 blah. Bitch, where you going? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, like you come and then if you, and then if, say I let you go. Bitch, where you go? Like, if, you know those types of you're right you're relationships, right relationships like for somebody who is supposed like because to me they best friends like y'all mm-hmm. was in the military y'all came up in the branch y'all had the same job like 
So to me, it, as my best friend, maybe I'm just an overprotective friend. So I'd be like, bitch, where, where, where we going? Because you're not you right. by yourself. And then if no, you're you right. somewhere, where you been? Like, why mm-hmm. are you sneaking off? And why are you sneaking? Because I'm going to get some answers. I'm just not going to be like, oh, whatever little fake ass. And see. <laughs> you're right. You're oh, very and right. I just be like, okay, no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm asking 17 million questions to the point you're gonna be like, if I gotta get you to shut me, what happened? I went to go do some spy shit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So then to me, that right there, that point right there should have gave Felix pause to be like, something ain't right. But they don't pick up on clues. Whether it's purposely or just the way it was written, but in real life, in real circumstances, and real friendship, that shit ain't happening. Like it just ain't happening. So I get it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I can sit here and say, yeah, I think he was hurt at that time, or they were still looking for the girls at that point. So yeah, yeah. But you, but you're right. You're right because. If we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, and not only that, we have gone AWOL so that we can find these missing kids, these kids who have also gone AWOL. Right. And you don't know what's out there. You don't know who's looking for us. You don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what other threats are out there. I mean, granted, Felix and Huck can handle themselves. But let's say one of them would have come across a group like the Claimers or a group like the Terminus people, you know? They would have been fucked up. So yeah, I get what and you're saying. Seen. It'd have been it. That'd been it. We wouldn't have seen them no more. They'd been somebody's right. lunch. You're right. Mm. Okay. But okay. But okay. yeah, like I said, I want to know what Dennis and Hook. I want to know that backstory. But I'm sure we'll find it out. Um, going to perimeter. Yeah. First thing I'm about to say, I don't trust that white dude. And oh, oh I wanted to slap him. Like, you can't cover up a little-ass piece of paper. I don't trust him. I do not trust him. He seems like the type of person who wants to be the one that's in charge, and he's pissed off that this other person, this woman, is in charge. And ain't doing what he told her to do. Right. And the fact that he wants to put, you know, Will and iris and felix out on their ass because oh you know they've compromised us they went back on their word and stuff okay i understand you're upset i do understand but you have people who just got into your village they just found out their whole home was wiped out they have to grieve in some kind of way and sometimes when we grieve we made dumbass decisions now i'm not saying iris was wrong but i'm not saying she was right either because yes, that puts them in a, uh, a predicament because now you have a soldier missing. So what happens? Elizabeth comes to visit the perimeter because she's <laughs> looking for her missing soldier. Now, luckily they did find a walker that, you know, they, they put Will's clothes on, they threw them down a ravine and it looks like, you know, the two, the soldier and Will got into a fight, fell over and they died. Okay, great. But what happens the next time? Like, come on, Iris, I know you're pissed off, but you got to start making some smart decisions. Show us that brain that you have. That's decoding uh, codes and shit. Right. 
And that's figuring out, okay, yeah, the CRM did this shit. It wasn't the walkers, or at least it wasn't just the walkers. Like, you're smart enough to figure out that stuff. You should be smart enough to know you can't just kill a CRM military soldier and there not be some consequences by it. But luckily, it worked out for them. Elizabeth came. Amazingly. Elizabeth left. They right before they got caught. <laughs> they was ready, though. They was going to jump out from behind that curtain. Like, huh? That was not going to go the way they wanted it to go. <laughs> They 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 might have taken Elizabeth down. They might have taken that one one of those soldiers down in the house, but that wasn't gonna go the way they wanted <laughs> at all. So I'm kind of glad they you know Elizabeth got the call that they found the soldier and because uh, that mm, that was gonna make it a very short season. <laughs> but I mean. So we know Iris is, Iris is on a tear. She's like, yeah, I'm about to bring these bitches down and we're going to burn the house down. And yeah, that's her mode. <laughs> Look, you don't have a seat. <laughs> Ma'am. Right. And on the other hand, Hope is taking tours and, you know, she's meeting boys. <laughs> but she is also learning about what they're doing at the CRM and it's enough, it interests her, you know, she see, she gets to see what her dad does. And yes, you were talking about the packs. So they do have packs on some of the walkers because what they're doing is they're using it to collect data. They're mm-hmm. trying to find out their migrating patterns. They're trying to figure out like what happens to their brains when they eat or when they reanimate and that sort of thing. So they're doing, again, they are doing good work. It's just at what cost. Yeah. And that's what we're going to have to keep tuning in to the season to see because all of that greatness that they are trying to do is going to come at a price. Absolutely. It has to. And it's not going to be a price that we're going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll willingly pay that. Because, I mean, even in the midst of a zombie apocalypse, we've said this before, people are a resource. And... Again, the fact that you killed 100,000 people in one place and you killed nearly 10,000 people in another. That's going to come back. Yeah, that doesn't say people are a resource to me. Again, I think they did some experiments. They they did something. And I was going to say, I don't think that it's that they don't think, because, you know, like Alexandria has the issue of feeding everybody and and that. But if you have a, a, a colony that has, 10,000 people oh they found a way to sustain so it's i mean they did we saw the campus colony they were they were living pretty well and so omaha a hundred thousand people and like i said they had walls you know they've got gardens you know they have ways to grow food and if they are in partnership with the crm i'm pretty sure there was some kind of trade going back and forth kind of like it is on the main show between alexandria and hilltop and you know before everything started falling apart But they seem to be, we can't speak for Omaha because we never saw inside Omaha's walls. But if they were anything like the CRM, especially with the way that we did see they had the walls, we know they had to have some kind of organization. They had to have some kind of system there in order for them to maintain. Because like you said, 
it's a zombie apocalypse. If you can't feed 100,000 people, what's going to happen? Eventually, they may turn on themselves. They may turn into terminus. I mean, that's what the terminus people did. That's true. You know, when you get hungry and when there are no other options, you start thinking about things that, you know, you probably wouldn't have thought two or three years ago. True. Like how tasty your boy look. You know what? (laughs) But... The way that they just wipe those two places out, yeah, I, I have a feeling something else is going on. And I, I really have a feeling it has something to do with experimentation, especially because they keep showing us with Lila and her experiments. I'm like, yeah, they were probably doing something on a larger scale. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll I guess we gonna, I guess we gonna find it. But, oh... I'm just I'm I'm glad we got a chance to see a little bit of the unfolding with Hope and Iris and what they're doing. I'm glad we got to see Silas. Now I just need my boy Elton back and I'll be good. Yep. And it's coming. I know. But I just I, I just need to know my boy Elton. I need the reunion. That part. At this point, I need the reunion. I need them to all be back together and I need them to figure out what's going on with the CRM. And I need them to just like kick some ass like oh y'all drug us all the way out here (laughs) somebody gonna get it right i mean we were saving our beds and everything but yeah y'all weren't gonna be safe for long but i just i was gonna say little do they know had they not snuck out with them they'd have been dead too wow so look being a little sneaky to save your damn life right and here's the other thing too so huck okay So they sent, you know, they sent the transmissions. They sent several. I want to know, how did they know when Hope and Iris would act as far as when they would decide to leave? Because they had several messages. You know, I know know it was the one that was saying, you know, things might not be safe, whatever. But I guess I'm just saying, you have these two girls who have been enclosed in this very safe community for 10 years. What was it that made Elizabeth think, oh, yeah, if their dad is in trouble, these two 16-year-old girls are going to go and leave the safety and the comfort of where they are and travel thousands of miles to who knows where to save their dad? What I, I wonder what made her think that and how was she, well, I guess Huck had a way of getting word to her that hey the girls have left i'm going after them because i was gonna say um how did you know your daughter was gone when you sent all the walkers there right and and that's probably what she was waiting on you know what i mean i'm sure Mm -hmm. they were community i'm sure that's not the first message that they've sent yeah you know what i mean i'm sure it's not there were other messages you know trying to progress updates and you know that wasn't the first message yeah but they had to figure out a way to you know get them to leave Whew. yeah i know it'd be a lot to unwrap sometimes huh? and you have to think they're gonna bombard us with a whole bunch of shit because it's only a 10 episode season yeah this is two episodes and not only is it a 10 episode season it is a final season this was a limited series we were only getting two seasons right so yeah y'all gotta start revealing some shit quick and telling us, you know, give us further reasons as to why we can't stand Elizabeth. I don't know. I still... Yeah, further reasons. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, because, you know, when we talked about the last episode, I said, I felt like Elizabeth was also kind of sort of doing things that she didn't necessarily agree with, but it's what's being told of her. And, you know, in this kind of hierarchy, it's kind of like, okay, you do what we tell you to do, or you don't do anything at all. She's just gotten a little too good at it. See, the line got blurred somewhere and she got lost. Yeah, I do believe that. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm enjoying this season. I have been looking online and seeing people's responses. And I know some people are like, I don't know. People are tired of The Walking Dead, the main show. They're like, oh, World Beyond, this is a boring show. I'm like, what, what, what are y'all? I'm just still sitting here watching this because again, I have a feeling this show is going to be the one to tie all three shows together. Mm-hmm. This show is going to give us some information about Rick Grimes, even though they say, no, we're not getting, whatever. Right. I'm still holding on to that because right. there's so much we're learning about the CRM in this show that we don't learn in the other two shows. Like I said, we see more of the CRM in Fear the Walking Dead, the later seasons than anything else. But this is the show I feel like is going to tie everything together. And that's probably why they made it a limited series. And not only that, but that's why the ending of this show also coincides with the ending of the main show. I have a feeling all of this is going to tie together. Right. Now it'd be interesting to see some crossovers, but you know, I mean, I mean, New York and Virginia are not that far away from each other. They're not. So don't do that though. They're not going to do that. I don't think. I don't know. We might have a character cross. So I don't know. Because what would they do? It? No, our, our, the survivors are too rough. For I told world. you, I still feel like there's going to be either some kind of connection or some kind of conflict between the CRM and the Commonwealth. So it's got to be a little something, especially if you think about it, the CRM eliminated the campus colony. They eliminated Omaha and Omaha. And these are two places that were supposed to be their part, you know, their partners. Like they they had a partnership, uh, an alliance going. The Commonwealth has thrived on their own. They have 50,000 people. Now, 50,000 isn't 200,000, but I'm sure that 200,000 started as 50,000 at some point. If the Commonwealth gets bigger and they do what the CRM is also doing. I mean, think about it. When we looked at the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth looked like the world before it fell. You had a bakery, you got ice cream trucks and you have this and you have that. Something like that can become a threat to something like the CRM, especially considering Commonwealth is, I mean, think about it. It could be. They've got 50,000 people. They've got more people than the campus colony does. True. Why did they have why did they have to destroy the campus colony? You know, well, because they they already had hope out. Nobody else at the campus colony knew that they lured hope out. They could have gone about their business and just done whatever they had been doing for 10 years and they would have been fine. Why eliminate them? It doesn't make sense. Right. So I guess we'll, you know, I guess we'll figure this out. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where they're going with this, what the CRM is really about. Like we have to find out something 
And y'all need to give me some clues on where the hell Rick Grimes is. <laughs> we ain't gonna find out nothing. Not to the movie. Shut up. Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not listening to that negative talk from you. Absolutely not. Hey, I want Rick back as much as anybody else. Because you know what that means. Rick come back. Michelle. Then Michelle goes. Back. So, I, trust me. I want Rick back as much as anybody. Right. But. Mm. it's like to me they they've taken the they they lost their moment of it you know what i mean yes us 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 deep fans are gonna no matter what we're gonna show up the deep fans but it wouldn't because he's been gone what three years four years now yeah but you know what at the same time I don't think his story is over even in the show because we already know we're getting Jadis in this in this season. Right. Jadis was the one who flew off with Rick in one of the CRM's helicopters. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out, okay, so I'm going to assume that they saved Rick since we are getting, supposed to be getting some Rick Grimes movies. So Rick is out there alive somewhere. I mean, we know he's maybe because he, Michonne found his boots. So right, and and the phone, and the phone, and like I said, I saw this theory online where someone thinks that that phone may have been sent to Rick by Jadis mm-hmm. as kind of like a keep your head up, stay strong, you'll be reunited with your family soon or whatever. Again. If you think about Huck, and I will go so far as to say Elizabeth as well, chances are the things that they are doing for the CRM are not things that they want to be doing, but they may be forced to be doing for whatever reason. You cannot tell me that if Rick Grimes is alive and able, that he would not have done anything to get back to his family. So why has he been gone for so long knowing that he's alive? They have him and they have him doing something. It could be one of those things like like we discussed in last episode. And, um, you know, it could be something like the hospital that Beth was at. Oh, okay, we took care of you. We saved your life. We had to we had to exert all of this, you know, um, all of these resources to Mm -hmm. make sure that you stayed alive. So now you have to pay off this debt. He doesn't want to be there, but that's probably what they're doing, you know? Yeah. But for me, in order for that theory to work, because we know, yeah, it would have to be something like this where he can't just get out. But we also know that Rick is Rick and he going to find a way out. He ain't going to wait 10 years to to go back in his daughter's a fucking adult. You know what I mean? But here's this too. If... Okay, so say he's out there with the CRM. He wants to try to find a way to escape. Think about the trailer. Jadis is a CRM military person now. And we also know Jadis is one of those people that is going to look out for herself first. So if Rick tries to escape, they can have something in place where it's like, okay, they'll go to Jadis and say, okay, he escaped. Where would he go? And not only that, remember, one of the CRM helicopters picked them up. 
So they already know what general area Rick was from. What makes you think that if Rick escapes and leaves, that they won't try to go to Alexandria and threaten those people to get Rick back, especially if Rick is doing something valuable for them? Yeah, that could be the thing that's keeping him there. They're like, okay, we know where you came from. We yeah, can go back and kill your family. <laughs> and I mean, Jadis' military, think about the way Jadis was when she was on the main show. Jadis probably spilled all the beans. Like, yes, this is where we're from. And I mean, think about it too. They already knew where Jadis was too because they had been communicating with Jadis through the radio. Right. So they knew what, she, what area she was at. And remember that one time she was on guard duty at Alexandria, there was a CRM helicopter hovering over Alexandria. And she looked at it and I was like, why does nobody else hear this damn helicopter? I missed that. That night that she was on guard duty and Father Gabriel came out there to talk to her and they got a little freaky dinky on guard duty when we realized that they were kind of sorted together. She was sitting on lookout and I think they had like a crane or something and there was a helicopter above her. So they know where she's from. They know where Rick is from. So it can be easily said. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll look at it when we get done with this one. But yeah, it can be easily said that they are probably threatening Alexandria if Rick doesn't comply with whatever it is they have him doing. So yeah, I'm holding on to that theory. You know, Anthony doesn't make theories on the podcast anymore. I'm holding on to this one. Rick Grimes is alive. Rick Grimes is working for the CRM against his will. And I have a feeling that the end of this show is going to tie into the other two shows and kind of give us a little bit of clues as far as Rick Grimes go. Now, are we going to see his face? No, but I can tell you now, the moment I watched any episode and Rick Grimes shows up, I don't care if it's four o'clock in the morning, just tell your wife, I'm calling you. I'll be like, Rick, bitch. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) It's how I call Rick alive. That means Michonne coming. And she's going to be like, oh, whatever. She's going to go back to sleep. (laughs) You know what this means, right? Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. And um, we'll see what's going to happen with Rick Grimes, because I have a feeling he's coming back. But we'll also see what's going to happen with Dr. Bennett and his girls and all of this stuff that's going on as far as Felix, Will and Iris being on the run. We got Silas clearing walkers. Still don't know where Elton is. And this Lila is weird and Huck is questionable and Elizabeth is just, oh, so yeah, we'll figure the rest of this out as the season goes on. Like I said, we're on episode two of 10. So we only have eight episodes. They don't have a lot of time, but they have a lot of information they need to give us. So let's get to it. Yep. We're going to get there. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to the Fandom Hybrid podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.